Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. And today I'd like you to help make welcome Mrs. Yvonne Tumwini. Yeah! The founder, president, CEO, all those good things of Outside the Box. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you. Woohoo! It's so good to have you here. Thank you for coming. I'm especially excited. As a woman, you guys know I like men. But as a woman, sometimes it, in business specifically, there are so many men. It's dominated. So when you have a, a, a woman back to back, we've had ladies coming here and doing incredible things. This one is also a young woman. So it's really exciting to have you, Yvonne. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The crowd is big here. She has all her fans are in the house. <laughs> so please, allow us some noise. But Yvonne, you are very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank I'm you for happy saying to be yes. Here. You're happy to be yeah. here. Our online audience, remember to share the link. Share, share, share. Tell your friends and family to tune in. Some things happen live that can't happen to be rewatched later. Yvonne, why don't we start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of what did you do in school and what was your dream uh, before we get into where you are right now. What, what did you study? What did you think you would become? Okay. Yeah. I, um, I went to Makere University. I studied business admin. I majored in finance. And um, shortly after I worked in the bank, I just really, I did what I studied. I'm one of those people. I got a job immediately after campus, and I worked with equity, I worked with KCB, I worked, I was majorly in the bank. When I was young though, I wanted to be an air hostess. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my dad asked me, do you really want to be an, a waitress in the aeroplane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he really made it seem like yeah. not really. And so I moved on to that finance bit and that's what I did for most of my time. Wow. Yeah. So you, how many years did you do in the banking world? Ten years. Ten years yes. in the banking world. Yes. That's a long time. Yes. So let's talk about here you are, you're in the bank. Is it that you were, there was nothing good happening for you in the bank? What was going on? Tell us a bit about the journey there. Yeah. Actually, I started as a customer service officer in the bank. Um, I kept being promoted. I am a very <laughs> aggressive saleswoman, yeah, and I'm all about numbers. So I kept getting promoted from customer service officer to a re relationship officer to a relationship manager. By the time I left, I was an RM managing relationships with companies. <laughs> so you were doing good? Yes, I was. You were happy? Yes, I so was. Let's now talk about why then, what happens? Because there are people who are watching and they are probably like, so what's the point? Like 10 years in the bank, that's my dream actually. And so what happens for you? What was the shift that then happens to move you from the bank to where you are now? What does the journey look like there? Okay, so as I was working in the bank, um, we used to have functions, like we'd have a birthday, a baby shower, a bridal shower, and all sorts of things. And we couldn't afford a decorator. We were all like just new in, 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 in the office and we had small salaries. And so I used to do the decor. 
Like every time we'd have a function, I'd say, you know what, since we can't afford a decorator, let's just make this place beautiful, and I'll just buy a few things from everywhere, and just make, and, and it would look nice. So everyone kept asking me, why don't you do this as a business? Why don't you take this on as a side gig? But I was hesitant, I was so stuck in my ways. I knew I studied this, I'm going to do this, I am a banker, I earn this amount of money. I'm really a professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, it, it never occurred to me that I can actually just... And then a friend of mine left the country. She went to Kigali and she gave people my number. <laughs> I love it. And so I'm just there at the bank and then I get a call. Hi, I got your number from Nicola. I have a dinner for my mother. Can you come and decorate? So I would come and I would do something. First of all, my rates were even so low. I didn't even know how to charge. <laughs> I didn't even know how to charge. Like I would leave a function with like 50K, but oh, I would be so gosh. happy. <laughs> but I would be so happy with what I have created. Yeah. And I'd be looking at my work and I'm like, wow. <laughs> with your 50K. <laughs> with my 50K, yeah. with my 50K. And then the people who are at that dinner would say, oh, who did this? Then they would call me. And then that's how I started. And so I would work. Monday to Friday then, over the weekend, I would have a function. If it would be big, it would have like 20 people, and then I carry my sister. I say, let's go. <laughs> so I used to do everything. I would do the flowers, I would do the printing. I would do, I was, it was a one-man show. And then it just started to grow from there on. Wow. Yeah. So what, here you are on the weekend, you're doing your hobby. Yeah. Barely earning from it, just yeah. very happy. Yeah. Um, and then during the week, you're still a professional, things yes. are working. Yes. Talk, talk, take us through the transition from there to, to coming into actually thinking about outside the box becoming a, a place where you're spending most of your time. What happens between the bank and what leads you even to thinking? Because clearly you're not thinking about quitting at any of these points. Yes. You're happy to do both things. Yeah. So what gets you to a point where you say, you know what, I don't think I can carry both these things at the same time anymore. Yeah. Okay, so um, quitting the bank also was a very difficult decision to make because as you know, people who have worked with a bank, we are constantly indebted. Like we are constant, we have staff loans, they give us very good rates, so you constantly have a loan. Like you're like, let me get this loan, I buy a car. Let me get this loan, I get some land. So you constantly have a loan that you need to finance, yeah? And so I already had that obligation. I had children dependent on me and I knew this is a steady source of income. So I got, when I got promoted to RM and I was much, much busier at work, I didn't have time to plan for these weekend things. I didn't have time to be a mother. I didn't have time for so many things. Yeah? And so, I decide, so my dad tells me, you know what, since you're getting busier with your decor and you have too much work at the bank, why don't you come and work with me at a petrol station? He, he owned a petrol station then and you'll have much more time. So I was like, okay. I remember actually the MD even called me to the office and told me, why now? I, was, I had a portfolio of billions. I was making money for the bank. Yeah. And he asked me, why now? Why don't you leave? Is it your pay? Should we increase your pay? But by that time, I had moved from making 50,000 yeah. yeah, and I was getting more joy from the weekend work than from the Monday to Friday. And I was like, no, I, let me do this. Let me do this. I paid off, we had a pension, I paid off all my loans, I remained with what I had, and then I joined Shell Banda. While at Shell Banda, my customer base was increasing. I, I got referrals. Every time I would work, people would be pleased with my work, and they would say, give me this now, give me the decorator's number. So my work kept increasing in volume, yeah? So when I was at Shell Banda, I got proper business experience. Mm -hmm. While I was at the bank, I used to profile different businesses, 
all sorts, fish farmers, coffee farmers, people in Chikubo. I felt like I had profiled so many businesses, I knew how to run a business. <laughs> because you had profiled uh, them, you I thought was, you knew how to run one. I was constantly, you know, because my job entailed making the business look so good that the bank would want to lend them money, yeah? But when I went to Shell Banda, it was a whole different ball game. Uh -huh. I was the manager, the auditor, the HR, the accountant, the everything. <laughs> I learned all sorts of things, how to deal with people. I learned QuickBooks, which I use now. Yes. I learned how to manage clients. It was a whole different ballgame. Yeah? And I had so much time for Deco. I had time to outsource staff. I had so much time to learn online. And that's, so my business kept, incre kept increasing and I couldn't afford to stay at the station any longer. Wow. I started to now cheat my father. I started to spend more time planning for functions and doing my outside-the-box work than I was at Shell Banda. And so I also told him, it's now time for me to move on. So you even quit your dad. <laughs> Yvonne, come on. <laughs> this woman, she didn't only quit the bank, she quit her dad. <laughs> so you, you said a few things there that I, that I caught on. You talked about getting more joy from doing the weekend work, started giving you so much more joy compared to what you are doing the whole week. But then you were wise enough not to just quit on joy. Joy wasn't enough because I know they're poor watching right now and maybe you have responsibilities and obligations. I'm not so sure joy will sustain you. But that between the, 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 the excitement of that, you had a transition period to try and make sure that this thing can actually yes. bring in money. You still had something that yes. gave you more time to think about yeah. the business and do it, yes. but then you were still earning. Yes. And then you mentioned referrals, which we are going to come to because if the customers are not happy, you can have so much joy doing what you do <laughs> and be stay very broke yes. and fail to move forward. Yes. So there was, an, uh, there was an aspect of learning and growing yes. and etc. But let's talk about the beginnings. Here you are, you're happy to start. It's a, this industry which requires mostly, first of all, your brain, creating something from your imagination. Tell us about the beginnings. Tell us some stories from when you started, some of the stuff that was going on for you as wow. a decorator. Yeah. <laughs> So when I started, I had no florist, no lighting guy, no dripping guy. I had nothing. I had no one. I had my sisters who I would tag along. And um, I started to get bigger. And so I needed proper workers. I couldn't have a wedding. And I do the flowers by myself. I do the lighting. I do the labor. And so luckily enough for me, you see, God really prepares us. Every time a, f a friend was getting married or a relative was getting married, they always put me on the organizing committee in charge of deco. Uh -huh. Now, in all of that, I made friends with decorators because yes. we would be there with them planning for the event. And so when I get to this point of, okay, increase has come, what do I do? Yes. I would call up those decorators and I'm like, hi, how are you doing? So I have this function. Um, what do I do? I need a florist. And they were like, you know what? Have my florist. Wow. You know what? have my lighting guy, use him. And, and in that, every time we had a function, I would outsource all the other workers and, in, and my workers would learn from them. I would also learn from them. I keep telling my workers that if you didn't come to work today, we would still work because yes. I everything that you know, I've also learned. I started doing it on my own. And so that really helped. It was a bit challenging with hiring out of things. Let's talk about that. Because someone is probably watching and saying, yeah, I also have the dream like to do events, but you seem to have had, you were in the bank, you had savings, no. and then 
your dad, you even worked with your dad, so possibly you had this stock house full of, you know, mm. chairs and chair covers, and I think mean, they have some imagination going on. So let's talk about that part of the beginning. Did you have everything you needed? No. <laughs> let's, yeah, tell us some, some stories from yeah, yeah. having so, to start. So you remember how I told you I used to make 50,000? <laughs> so in that you time... You got the shillings. <laughs> so in that time of making the 50,000, as I was transitioning to the business, I realized that I would make much more money if I was using my things. Because the client would pay me this amount of money, I would give most of it to someone else to get things from them. Most times they would give you chair covers with holes, they would give you a, a, a chair that has three legs. <laughs> There's a wedding that I had and they were bringing me the high table when the bride and groom were there at the entrance. <laughs> it was okay. so stressful. That's really bad. <laughs> It was so stressful to get things from other people and then I decided that I will not pay myself a salary and I will buy stock. So I started with no loan. I, start, I didn't start with a huge amount of money, no. I started with what was in my hands. So I started to buy stock. I started to buy stock. I hope you guys know I was not staying with my parents. I had children to take care of. You were of. a married woman. I had, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to do my nails, to do my hair. <laughs> so I would buy stock. I would buy stock up to the level that now I can have a function and I won't get anything from anyone. I started to make furniture. I started to make, I started to get things from China slowly but surely. Mm. Indeed, like in the real sense of the word, slowly, slowly but, but surely. surely. Yes. Yeah. And did you borrow? You told me earlier no. that you, you'd made a decision not to borrow concerning this business. No. Is it, why? Why did you make that decision? Because there's people who actually believe it's impossible to run a business without debt. Okay, so I, I believe that my experience at the bank really helped me, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, business people, you can borrow, but it was not necessary for me to borrow with this small business. Yeah, it's not always necessary for you to borrow because the thing is that my business is unpredictable. Yes. Yeah, I work every weekend. I thank God for that. But there are certain challenges that come and it was really not necessary. I would rather starve myself over salary and just get by and, and collect stock and have stock and build inventory, build space. I, pay, I used to pay the workers according to job. Yes. Like, every time we work, I pay you. We don't work, I don't pay you. So I minimized on costs, increased on my stock, so that I'm more self-sustaining, other than if I had a, a loan. The in interest rate, first of all, it keeps changing. Before you <laughs> it's know <true>. it. <laughs> The one you start with and the one you end Yeah, up and so you become a, 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 scene, a, a slave to, to your data. I, become, I, I didn't want to do that. I did want to start off in this shaky way, okay, not shaky actually, I did want to start off with debt. Yes. It was not necessary and that's how I did it. Wow. So the patience of being faithful, growing the little, yeah. the thing we've been saying yes. here at Worship Harvest, a little one shall become a yes. thousand. And sometimes I think we don't appreciate process. Yes. You want it and you want to be at Yvonne's level now when yeah. you start. But then it's, that's why we tell this story. So that people hear the beginnings, the process, the work that goes in. So now we're going to talk about, of course, where you are right now and what the future looks like for out of the box, outside the box. So you've finally left your dad's station and you've begun working and it's starting to pick on. Can you tell us some of the things that have helped you to grow? When you think about your journey so far, how many, how long has it been, by the way, because someone might be wondering how long you've been doing this 
Okay, so I started in 2012 with those small functions, and I officially started on my own 2017. Wow, that's three years, yeah. three years a little bit yeah. ago. That's about three years of like, like just officially, without, yeah. you know, we've, we've, we've made this a real thing that we're going to Monday pursue. Monday to Friday, I'm home yes. doing nothing. <laughs> You're home doing nothing. <laughs> it's not true. You're home creating and thinking and training. So let's talk about some of the things that you say. For me, these have been very valuable in helping us grow to where we are right now. What are some of the things you talk about? Okay. Um, one, two of the... Okay, first of all, I have a very good support system. Yeah. Yeah, I have family that will never use any other direct... Uh, any other decorator. I have like f worship harvest family. <laughs> wow. I have a really supportive a support system. I have a friend who I think used to just throw parties just so that I can decorate for her. <laughs> we had, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a very good support system. I have a very good and I and I aim to please. I always try to keep, to be punctual. I try to perfect. I try to get into the client's mind and just know what they are thinking and know what they want and I want to execute it to the T. Yeah? And because of that, people are always referring me. Always. People keep asking me, oh, why don't you promote your page on Facebook? Which is a very good thing. Why don't you promote your, why don't you leave your business cards on tables? And I'm like, man, that's tacky. And I will always get referrals. So my support system has helped. My referrals have helped. You guys tithe. I feel like God has really... Talk about it. Yeah. I tithe for every job that I get. Even for the 50K that I make, I will tithe that 5K. <laughs> yeah? I've also followed closely those in business, those before me. Like I told you before, when I was getting florists and, and different service providers from those before me, I look at what they are doing. I'm always trying to grow, always trying to learn. Yeah. Wow. Everything you've talked about is a real accelerator. You know, because every, every, when you see someone growing, it's intentional. There's things underneath them or behind them or within that you can't see. And so you've talked about financial prudence. You talked about tithe, but you also talked about saving and being able to grow yes. the muscle of your business. Because now you can do functions without having to borrow stuff from people necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then you've talked about your support system, uh, which is very important, and also referrals. Referrals... Uh, from research, that's the quickest way to grow your business. It's people, it's word of mouth. There's no better advert. Even with all the money you put in advertising and marketing, if your client cannot tell another client about you, you're going to be spending a lot of money, especially in the deco business like yours. So referrals. And I've experienced Yvonne, sidebar, uh, under emergency situations twice. Exceptional. Seriously, it's not because you had business Thank garage. Thank you. Exceptional. Time. Del delivering on time things that uh, uh, others are, are saying is impossible, you know, and so I, 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 that, that, that thing of on time. What are some of the values you espouse? Because just like in the industry, which thankfully I have been a part of, so it's not that I'm, I'm not saying good things, but it's true. It, like tailors uh, have a bad reputation. You need to tell them, you need to lie to them that you need your clothes a month before you need them so that you get them after a month on time. Um, it's when you find one who delivers on time, you tell everyone about them. So one of the th tell us some of the things, because also decorators, there's a reputation yeah. about timekeeping at functions, 
not delivering what they promised. You have the picture, you told them and what they delivered and it's unbelievable. So tell us about some of the things earlier when you were very passionately telling me about some of the things you don't want to be associated with as a person in the deco yeah. industry. If you could just share, what are some of those values for you? So I learned after I already started that people don't trust decorators. I didn't know that. So I would have a function and people tell me, the function starts at two. It actually begins at five. But because I'm such a stickler for time, and because I worked in the corporate world, and I'm not going to tell an MD of a company that I'm coming at midday, then I reach at two, I keep time. So if you tell me the function starts at two, by midday we will be done. Yeah? <laughs> and that used to shock people. So I would be done by midday, and I'm calling the client, I'm like, we want to leave your venue. <laughs> Where are you? They're like, you're finished? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, hey, okay, let me come. And then we find out the function was at five. <laughs> but because I also work with decorator-minded people, yeah. I also, now, when, I, when the function, if the client tells me the function is at two, I tell them the function is at midday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we all have this pressure. At midday, we are under pressure. This time, I've, I've folded my, my sleeves. Yeah, we've all started now serious work. You guys, the function is beginning in 20 minutes, in 20 minutes. And so we are done, and they're wondering, why aren't the clients coming in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I really, I don't like it. I, like to, I would like to change that perspective of decorators that they never keep time. I like to, to give a list of deliverables. Every time I'm giving a quotation, I won't, I won't make it just basic. I will put for you the quantity, I will speak to the particulars and so that we know that this is what you've ordered for, this is what we are going to deliver. Yes. Wow. And that is excellence at work. Yes. So, um, outside the box is an events management company. What, apart from decoration, what else is involved in what you guys do? Okay. Yeah. So, we started to branch into events management. Um, would get, would get clients and they would ask, hi, um, I got your number for Deco and I would give them a quotation then they were like, oh, I also need someone to do the music. I need someone to do the food. Uh -huh. I need someone. And so that's how we started. And so I, I created this, I got a portfolio of different people doing different things. So every time I would have a function, I would say, no, that's okay. I can plan that for you. And so I would charge them as a decorator. Then I would charge them as an event planner. So I would coordinate with all the other people and voila, I have an event for you. So I, I did it for the small birthdays and then I started doing it for the corporate companies and that's how I, I branched into it. I also started uh, making furniture and fixtures, like the wooden stuff, like the back, like you saw, yeah? Wow. So I also, now I would have stock for everything, yeah. I would also like to go into making tents and you know, just expand, just be a one-stop shop. Wow. Which is what we want to do, to become manufacturers, creators. Yes. You know, every time we host people here at Business Garage, I'm amazed at how they seem to, what we call luck, it's not. They seem to stumble into something. But the difference is what you do with what you stumble into. Because even the person we hosted last week started out vending passion fruits. Mm. Now, before you know it, they are supplying all sorts of things. Mm. Even you started out with the passion for deco. Now you're into not only events management, but who knows, soon you'll be producing. Yeah. Producing furniture, producing tents, yes. producing, until you become the supplier of the stuff that the decorators yes. Yes. need. And I love these stories because I'm, I, I learned this a few weeks ago. Did you guys know that Toyota started out as a wig making company? They used to make wow. wigs. Yes, 
So where you begin is not where you have to end. Yeah. Okay? And I'm so proud of you, Yvonne, that you started with passion, but you're now dreaming big dreams, which we want to dream as Africans. Okay, and take over the world, but also you don't only have a dream, you have passion, hard work, yes. and you are working towards something. Let's talk about where you are right now. How many people do you employ uh, directly and indirectly outside the box, and, and, and what are the numbers looking like? You started off with about 50k profit. <laughs> if you can give us a clue of what, what does it look like two years on when you've now decided to give it your entire time, energy, and attention? What, what's, what's happening? Um, in that area right now? Okay, so uh, indirectly, I have about seven permanent staff. Um, the 2020, we were locked down and we didn't do any work, so I couldn't afford to have any people on my payroll, yeah? But indirectly, I employ over 18 to 20 staff, depending on the magnitude of the function, oh. on the size of the function. Um, last year, yeah, 2020, when we were locked down, <laughs> yeah. my annual turnover was about 120 to 130 million. Yeah. When we were locked, I think we worked for two months. <laughs> yeah, that's hard work. Yeah, that, that, that takes a lot of hard work and, and, and the excellence to keep getting um, referred. What does the future look like? If you can paint for us a picture of what you see as the person, you know, at the forefront of outside the box, what do you see? What are the dreams? What, what, do you feel, what do you see as possibility for this company? How far do you see it going? Okay. I see outside the box. I, I, I do not limit myself to Uganda. Please don't. Yeah? My name outside the box is not by uh, coincidence. I actually believe I do work that's outside the box. I believe that my style is different. Yeah? And I, 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 I feel like it can be... East African, before lockdown actually, I had partnered with a tour and travel company and we were about doing destination weddings. And that's a thing that we, now that the airports are open, that we are going to branch back into. And I believe I can do, I've done so many political events, so many corporate events with mediation and all sorts of things that just, not just involve the deco, but involve planning, all sorts of things. And I believe that that's a direction that I want to go into. I don't want to just uh, decorate, and provide um, services to just make a space beautiful, but I want it to be impactful. I don't know, if you follow my page, you'll find that in most of my printables, I'm all about the details. Yeah. In most of my printables, I usually have some Bible verses, I have some Christian-inspired literature, and I, I want my work to shine globally in, in all aspects, in event management, not just deco. And I just want to be the light. I rise and shine. Your light has yes, come. I want, not? I want my work, to, yeah, to just shine globally. I want to be on a plane to Mozambique to do some work, and then I'm on a plane to Saudi Arabia to yes. do some work, and I'm just representing my country and representing my light. Well, yes, yeah. yes, and it's going to happen, Yvonne, Amen. because it is possible. It's available, the world, ask and I'll give the nations. And I yes. like that you talked about impactful, that it's not just about, while at it we make some money, but, but beyond that, that you're, that you're making sure that God is glorified, yes. that you're making sure that your nation that yes. God placed you into is also represented. Yes. And you're using what God has given you, yes. you know, and, and don't look down on what God has given yes. you. Don't look down on it and think you can actually 
impact the nation through your gift, yes. because your gift makes room for you. So we are really proud of you and what you've been able to achieve. And we want to, we pray that we'll be celebrating you on international stages yes. real soon, real soon. Thank you, Yvonne. I'm going to hand over right now to the leader of Business Garage here, Mr. Chris Kuesa. Thank you, Pastor V3. Uh, friends, let's first clap again for Yvonne. You see, on my way here, I was wondering what am I going to ask, and I have no, no question for you. But I've picked up very many things uh, which I'm going to, to share. First of all, we celebrate you for solving real problems. Thank you. Uh, the problem in your sector uh, is that you go into people's spaces and solve, you solve many things. Uh, when people have a, an event, they want joy and peace and happiness. But many people in your industry actually take away that. Yeah? So thank you for that. But also you're giving jobs, you're solving real problems. Uh, Uganda's economy relies on people like you. 70% of Uganda relies on small businesses like hers. Yeah? So you can think of her now and where she's going and indeed it's a general transformation. So thank you very much. You've been faithful in another man's thing yeah. and so God has given you yours. Your MD at the bank was asking, where are you going? Yeah, because they needed you to stay. So you are faithful in the bank. You are there for 10 years. And indeed, you, you, you are missed. So you are working well, but you stepped out to go. First of all, help your father. You honored your father, went and worked with him. You were diligent there until you told him, you know what, it's time. Then in all that, you learned a lot. You learned a lot at the bank. I know you shared with me, you looked, you've seen all these profiles in the bank and you kept on learning very many things and you even gave people advice on what businesses to go into. So you learned a lot while you are being faithful. Professionalism. You're a timekeeper. Yeah. And then you even go ahead and ask for people, uh, deliver, deliverables for the people, the people you're serving. Yeah? So I find that that's really professionalism. Then you mentioned something in passing about... Uh, you started making your own furniture and other things here, which is a story where in, in, in many business, we still rely a lot on importing things and you've caught your value chain and added to it and it's making you profitable. Mm. Because if you keep on hiring things or importing things, mm. it's not giving a lot of value yes. to you. So you've improved your value chain and started manufacturing locally. Now, uh, Pastor Biz uh, talked about accelerators. I've seen that you're passionate and diligent in what you do. Uh, hence the referrals, people refer you because of what you are and what you do. Then you have given us so much wisdom on four very important things. One, borrowing. Yeah, you've not borrowed. Two, you tithe diligently. Three, you save and then you follow other people in what you're doing. So we celebrate you for those things. Thank you. Thank you very much. But a question has come to me while I was asking you. Your businesses suffered during COVID. Yes. Your sector suffered during COVID. What did you do? What did you innovate? How did you change? How did you make all that money during COVID? Just think practical things. Share with us. Okay. So uh, my business really suffered during COVID. And I, I, may, I may not have felt it as much as my truck guys, my border guys, all the people who are working under me. They kept calling me and they're like, hey, madam, what do we do, madam? And so for as long as we could handle, we kept um, giving them some handouts until I told them, you know what, every announcement the president makes, <laughs> there seems like there's no hope. 
And so I inquired of the Lord. That's another thing, you guys. I inquire of the Lord. In every decision I make, I inquire of the Lord. So I inquired of the Lord and he asked me, what do you have in your hands? And so I started uh, a business with my sister, my sister Rowena, and we said, since people are going to have functions at home, why don't we import things that will make their life easier to have functions at home? So we started a company called Sorted. And Sorted has like balloons and all the DIY things that mothers could do. Yeah, that could do from home, and that's how we started. And then I also started to make hampers. Guys, the desires that we have in our hearts are not by coincidence. I am such a chronic window shopper. I window shop even in supermarkets. I look through all the blue bands, see what type of blue band they have. I look through everything, like I irritate people. But when I got this idea of doing hampers, because I'm like, we are in lockdown, people are stressed, they can't celebrate, but you can give them a gift. You can show them a sign of affection. You can show them that you're thinking about them. So I said, let me make hampers. So I started to make hampers and assorted Uganda. And so I make outside the box. I'm just a unique creature. I'm really the father of my, I'm really the, the child of my creator. I, so I started to make hampers and not these generic hampers of wine, chocolate and no, I would make a themed hamper. You would come and tell me, my husband likes cooking and I would make a, a hamper with an oven glove, uh, like a, a, a rose gold, um, rose gold and a knife set and different types of things. And that's what I did during lockdown. I started to make hampers. Yeah. Wow. Creativity at its best. Yeah. Indeed, you're your father's child. Yeah. yeah? Uh, over to you, Pastor B3. Wow. Guys, here in the studio, why don't you help us appreciate Yvonne and celebrate her? Yeah, for sharing her story. Online here, I'm saying Patsy Mugabe says Yvonne reeks of so much passion for her business. And we've enjoyed Business Garage today. People are celebrating you, talking about that. Just inspiration, inspiration. I, I, again, there are no questions today. I think you've really uh, poured out your heart. People don't even know what to ask anymore. But for me, I, I'm very, very inspired by your story and starting the diligence, the commitment to excellence, the dream followed by action. Not just dreams, but also we thought about this, we did it. We thought about this, we did it. And trying to, yes, even as you learn from others, to stay very true to yourself. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Yvonne. It's been such a pleasure having you here. Yes. Wow. People watching today, if you're watching and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you've had Yvonne point back to God over and over and over. And we know that the source of all inspiration, dreams, ideas is God. We'd like to give you an opportunity to get into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's so easy. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is your Lord and Savior, just like that, you're in relationship with him and you are born again. And if you'd like to come into relationship with him, I'd like to give you an opportunity right now to pray this very simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Today, I make you Lord of my life. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Can hear the sound of a new generation. 
Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.